Welcome to Seeking Scripture Deep Diving Bible Study. I'm Christy Jordan, and I want to help you develop a firsthand relationship with the whole Word of God. For links and graphics mentioned in my podcast, please visit the corresponding post on SeekingScripture.com. May Yahweh bless the reading of His Word. Good morning, siblings. Today's readings are Deuteronomy chapters 5 through 7. Rabbit Trails Today, Moses reviews what have come to be known as the Ten Commandments. It is very important to remain aware of who these commandments are from. They are Yahweh's commandments. Moses was just the messenger. I want to reiterate this because we often hear them erroneously referred to as the Law of Moses. Now, this is a very subtle way of conditioning us to dismiss Yahweh's teachings. I know that sounds outlandish, but think of how far we've drifted away in just the past 50 years, and you'll see that this is not a new direction for us, and we got here by taking baby steps, one by one, bit by bit. We've gone from God is right and we will obey Him to just follow your heart. I saw a wonderful quote the other day that said, The early church wanted to know, what must I do to be saved? Today's church is asking, what can I do and still be saved? So just remember, next time you hear about the law of Moses, that Moses was just the messenger. These aren't his laws. When people denigrate them in this way, we need to realize who they are really attempting to diminish. And also know that people have been taught to do this. A lot of times, they don't realize what they're saying. It is interesting to recognize that the first four of the commandments have to do with our relationship with God, and the remaining six have to do with our relationship with one another. Now, if you look at the Ten Commandments and the rest of the 613 of Yahweh's commandments in the Bible, you'll see that the Ten act as an outline of sorts, with each of the 613 falling under one of the Ten. Does that seem like a lot? Well, many of these apply only to Levitical priests. Many still only to farmers. Some apply only to women, etc. However, comparatively, we are not even able to count how many laws the United States has. We know that there are over 20,000 laws governing just gun ownership and use. Forty years ago, it was estimated that there were over 23,000 pages of laws, which filled over 50 books. Now, that was 40 years ago. From 2000 to 2010 alone, over 4,000 new laws were made. The fact that we can't even know what all the laws are or how many there are in our country is far more overwhelming than the thought of approximately 613, the majority of which don't even apply to us, and all of which can be summarized in the Ten Commandments. Following Yahweh is far easier than we think. But then again, Messiah did say his burden was light and his yoke was easy. Moving on, let's read Deuteronomy 6, verses 4 through 6. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your might. And these words that I command you today shall be on your heart. This passage is famously known as the Shema because that's what it starts with in Hebrew, Shema Israel, which is translated to, hear Israel. But Shema means more than just hear. 
It means to hear and do. Shema requires action. Why else is this famous? Well, we see Yahweh instruct the Israelites to teach it to their children, write it on their doorpost, etc. This is clearly something of vital importance that they remember. Let's read that part. Now, this, this is the commandment, the statutes and the rules that the Lord your God commanded me to teach you, that you may do them in the land to which you are going over to possess it, that you may fear the Lord your God, you and your son and your son's son, by keeping all his statutes and his commandments, which I command you all the days of your life, and that your days may be long. Hear, therefore, O Israel, and be careful to do them, that it may go well with you, and that you may multiply greatly as the Lord, the God of your fathers, has promised you in a land flowing with milk and honey. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your might. And these words that I command you today shall be on your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children and shall talk of them when you sit in your house and when you walk by the way and when you lie down and when you rise. You shall bind them as a sign on your hand, and they shall be as frontlets between your eyes. You shall write them on the doorpost of your house and on your gates. That's from Deuteronomy 6. But wait, there's more. <laughs> when Messiah, when people ask Messiah, what is the greatest commandment in Mark 12, verses 28 through 29, he answers them by quoting Deuteronomy 6, 4, also known as the Shema. In Mark 12, we read, And one of the scribes came up and heard them disputing with one another, and seeing that he answered them well, asked him, Which commandment is the most important of all? Jesus answered, The most important is, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. And you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, and with all your soul, and with all your mind, and with all your strength. Clearly, there is deep meaning and importance in this, and therefore, I think it is important that we memorize it. Yahweh said to, Write it on our hearts, and teach it to our children. However, all this ties together in a very big way because many times when people don't understand the context of what's being said or the placement of when it was said, they say that Messiah replaced the Ten Commandments with just love Yahweh, love your neighbor. Now, I wrote a paper explaining this, and if you haven't read it, I think doing so will bring a great deal of understanding. If you have read it, today is a great day for a refresher. Either way, if you've got the inclination, you can click here to read my paper, Did Messiah Replace the Ten Commandments with Just Two? Now, below in this post is a video expanding on the Shema a bit, along with a story about some of the more recent history of the Shema. I think you will find it very impactful. Now, let us get into some other quote points in today's reading. Deuteronomy 5.4 When Moses says that the Father spoke to them face to face, he's reminding them that they received this knowledge directly from the Father, not through a vision or prophecy, but they firsthand saw this knowledge being delivered, heard his voice, saw the cloud and the fire directly for themselves. It could possibly be easier to dismiss or cast aside this knowledge if it were secondhand, but Moses is reminding them that they have received this firsthand from Yahweh himself, and if they cast it aside, they need to face who they are choosing to disregard. Deuteronomy 5.5 shows us Moses reminding them that he served as an intermediary between them and the Father due to their own fear of him. Again, this is him acting as an intermediary, relaying the messages, but the, message were from the, the messages were from the Father directly. The Father has had two intermediaries with man. The first was Moses, and the second 
was Messiah. Deuteronomy 5, verses 6 through 21, is Moses reiterating the Ten Commandments. Now, they were originally stated in Exodus 20, verses 1 through 14. There are a few differences in how they are stated this go-around. One of note to me was that in the original Hebrew in Exodus 20, 24, the word to remember the Sabbath is zakar, which actually means to remember in Hebrew. In Deuteronomy 5.12, some translations say to observe the Sabbath, and the Hebrew word for this is shema, which means to keep or preserve. A good rabbit trail would be to check out the interlinear comparing Exodus 20 verses 1 through 4 and Deuteronomy 5 verses 6 through 21 to see what other differences you find. They are subtle and in no way undermine or lessen the commandments but they may lend an additional fullness of understanding. Deuteronomy 6, 7. The Hebrew for diligently in the sentence, you shall teach them diligently to your children, also translates to repeatedly. Deuteronomy 6, 9. You shall write them on the doorpost of your house and on your gates. Now, many fulfill this commandment by placing what is known as a mezuzah on the front of their front doorframe. In it is a scroll that contains part of the Torah, which is the first five books of the Bible. When Ricky and I read this, we prayed about how to implement this in our lives. We ended up actually writing them on the main doorframe in our house, the one we all pass through multiple times during the day. We used a metallic gold sharpie. Not fancy, but it worked. This has been a great blessing to us, not to mention conversation piece for our guest. I have pictures in my post below. We have written the Ten Commandments and some of our other favorite verses out. We have found that we dearly love doing this, so as we come across more verses we want to add, we do so. Below are just a few quick snapshots of this doorframe, and the whole thing is covered in Scripture. A friend of mine, Dwight, made a new frame for his front door, which I have photographed above, and hand-stamped the entire Ten Commandments on it. In the photo, I've turned the doorframe sideways so that you can see them better. Dwight said this took him a few days. He hand-stamped each letter onto mahogany with a stamp and a hammer and then sealed it with marine-grade finish. It is absolutely stunning to see. Another option that I've come across is a brass plate engraved with the Ten Commandments. They also make one with the Shema. This is small enough to place on the doorframe of your front door. I've ordered it in both. A friend just received theirs, and it was beautiful. Since our doorframe is inside the house, I'm going to place this on the front doorframe, unless Ricky follows through with his idea of doing as our friend Dwight did. There are a lot of different ways that people carry this one out, and I'm always interested in hearing how others have done it. The neat thing is that when people see it, they always ask, what is this? And then we answer them, and they follow with, so why did you write it here? We've had some really good conversations over this. Deuteronomy 7.3 states that the Israelites are not to intermarry with the people of the land they are going to inherit. This is a very clear directive, and he goes on to explain why. Deuteronomy 7 verses 3 through 4 reads, You shall not intermarry with them, giving your daughters to their sons or taking their daughters for your sons, for they would turn away your sons from following me to serve other gods. Then the anger of the Lord will be kindled against you, and he would destroy you quickly. However, in Ezra 9, 1-4, we see that they did just that. They intermarried. This is where the first mass divorce takes place. 
I want to make sure I point this out because there's a very popular YouTube channel that puts out Bible videos explaining the books of the Bible. And when they did their video on the book of Ezra, they criticized Ezra for ordering these men to put aside their foreign wives. They stated that this was not a commandment and Ezra had acted on his own. A strong foundation of the words of Yahweh, the words spoken by his very voice, is absolutely essential, not only in understanding scripture, but in being able to live as a follower of Yahweh. May the Father open our eyes to all of his blessings today, so that we may turn to him in praise for all of the details he pays so much loving attention to. Test everything. Hold tight to what is good. 1 Thessalonians five twenty one. We are saved by grace alone. Obedience is not the root of our salvation, but it is the fruit. May Yahweh bless the reading of His Word. I love y'all. Bye-bye.